Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead, and my co-host, Micah. See, I got it in there this time, dude. <laughs> oh, I have a funny story about that before we dive into that. And we also have Alicia. I want to make sure that we say that. Yes, so, yes. Hi. Guys, thanks for coming. And so, Micah, what's your funny story? So, you know, on the Scott Stebbins podcast, former fr- regular uh, co-host, uh, we do the whole segment, Stories Gone Wild, at the top of our episodes. But yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago at work, uh, a lady sent me a message and said, hey, she works in my department. She's like, hey, I listened uh, to your podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, which one did you watch or listen to? And she was like, we, we do audio. We don't do video. She was like, I'm like, which one did you listen to? And she was like, the episode about The Flash. My husband really likes The Flash. Like, he likes the character, The Flash. Oh, yeah. And so he had went and saw the movie. And um, it was funny because he listened to our episode on that, Jordan. And he was like, I really like what that Micah guy had to say, but I didn't agree <laughs> with Jordan. Ah! <laughs> but that's not really the funny story. The funny story was Lori, the lady that I work with, she was like, man, you got such a good voice for like radio or for podcasting or something. Oh, like absolutely. That. But then she was like, um, what was her exact phrasing? Oh, it was at the top of the episode where I said, hey, as much as I'm on this show, I should be called the co-host. And she was like, you are right. You should be the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes up to me and she's like you should tell him that you should be I love it. that show and so it's kind of funny that you actually mentioned that i am the co-host oh my gosh that's so for the funny. first time in almost two years uh <laughs> yikes hey listen listen I'm, i'll I'm, take the promotions where i can get them yeah co-host micah executive oh producer gosh. executive producer listen man who carries the entire podcast on his back no i don't want that but Anyway, what are we talking about today? I feel like so, I need a fun so, title. I don't want to be a co-host, but I feel like I need I need like a fun title. Guest artist. Well, that has potential. Guest lecturer. No, I don't like that. By our, <laughs> by our next episode that we record, we'll have something fun for you. Awesome. <clears throat> so, Secretary of State. <laughs> Madam no. Vice President. Madam Vice President. <laughs> potential. Anyway, what are we talking about today, Jordan? Pure Alicia. <laughs> So today, I'm sorry. Speaking of all that, we are we are talking about um we, we were talking about the idea of what is going on with Disney and um Deadpool 3 and Bob Iger and all these different things because we're currently in this writer's strike. Hmm. And I, I was talking with with Michael, we've actually talked a lot about this uh in the past week, week and a half of just all the different things that that Deadpool 3 is starting to say that they're going to be doing. I feel like we're having more conversations um, about who's going to show up and what's going to happen than we did even with Multiverse of Madness. And I feel like we talked about that one a lot. We had a lot of conversations of, is this going to happen? Is this person going to show up? Is this one going to happen? How is this going to play out? And I feel like we're getting a really good read. And I think that this one's going to fit a little bit more than what Multiverse of Madness did. Um, well, I think this one has the potential to have more cameos. Oh, absolutely, it does. Because Deadpool's a mutant, and they—he's and part of Fox, right? And they've been teasing so hard for the last—I don't know—three, four years of the of mutants and of X Men, and you know, with Professor X's appearance in Multiverse of Madness, and the little snippet of the X Men '97 riff at the end of Miss Marvel that we hear. Um, we just heard the audio. We didn't really, and then like her friend. Uh, I think he what does he discover that they're mutant or he's yeah, a mutant he decided or... or he he discovered in her her genes there's some mutations. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like we they've teased really, really hard. And I think too that like they've they've had this, I don't know. Um, they had to wait on the rights, right? Uh Disney had to wait on the rights for 20th Century Fox to come through and uh for them to own the X-Men outright. And uh wasn't it something else where like the characters were were stuck in these contracts? So like, you know, Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. And like they can't cast anybody else until his contract with Fox is over. I, there's something con- contractually. Yeah, so, so the way it was is that uh, certain characters that they'd already been portrayed, they could not recast until I think it was like five or six years after the contract switched studios. Okay. So that's that was one reason why even like Daredevil, um, his contract, they brought Charlie Cox back. Mm-hmm. Um, to play Daredevil was because they were like, well, one, it's a perfect casting. He does fantastic with it. But two, they some some of their contracts say, hey, in order for you to bring them into the MCU, you have to leave that actor attached to it unless you you wait it out. Well, so all that to say that, like, what a perfect movie for all these characters. I, we, we don't know for sure who's going to show up. We've not even seen a trailer or anything at this point. But it's like, you know, if there was ever a time to pull the trigger on the X-Men and the MCU slash fox it would be deadpool 3 we know for sure that that wolverine is going to be in this film but we've seen posters and leaks and reddit threads and all these things where huh maybe professor x is going to show up maybe you know uh magnetus like i even i sent you this jordan but it was like there was a screenshot of ian mckellen and patrick stewart like and it said they were going to reprise their roles in deadpool 3 yeah um as as old professor x and as old magneto and we've even seen things like Wanda's going to show up like we're, we we saw like Scarlet Witch is going to show up and she's going to battle uh, uh, Phoenix. Yes, Phoenix. And thank you. And then we've also saw that like Wanda Maximoff from the 818 multiverse is going to be, be Magne- Magneto's daughter. Yeah. Like we've seen everything. Right. And so like we've wanted this for so long and I think that we're I think we're going to get it. I mean, I'd be I'd be sorely disappointed if I went in and I didn't see some of the stuff. And I know Alicia would too, because she's a huge X-Men fan. Yeah. I just think this would be the greatest prank. Oh, Chad from work. Been... I told you this the other day on the phone, Chad walks in my office. He's like, how funny would it be if Ryan Reynolds was just trolling us all? And we, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't get anything but Wolverine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would. Well, I think it'd be even funnier if Wolverine was this whole thing has just been faked. They brought him on to set, do these set photos and all that, and it's all been faked. That would be hysterical. Mm, I mean, I'd be, I'd be mad. I would too. Be wrong. <laughs> I'd be mad, but I think it'd be hysterical. I'd be more than mad. I would probably get up and leave the theater. <laughs> we get a post credit so, scene. <laughs> that's all we get. That's all we get. Just that little bit. Well, I would be a little maybe, disappointed if that's all they do. Honestly. I, th- I think that it's going to be so much more than that. I think Marvel has the, the capability of doing so much more now. Or it's going to um, be X-Men featuring Deadpool. That's just going to be this whole... Well, and I heard that it's not just going to be um, the X-Men and, and Scarlet Witch in there, that the Hulk is going to show up. That they're going to do this TVA Hulk. He's going to come Oh, I've in. heard, too, where the TVA was supposed to, like, they, they filmed this this chase scene where the, the TVA is chasing uh, Deadpool and, and Wolverine and they're trying to catch up to them because that's how uh, Deadpool gets Wolverine into his universe because mm-hmm. he, he went through the TVA somehow and, and, and was able to, I don't know, locate well, him or I don't remember how, it, what I read, I think, but it was. 
if it if it were up to me and what I know of the movies and what I know of everything that's gone on so far, you use Cable's uh, time loop thing, his, his wristwatch that allowed him to go through time, and you basically say the end of Deadpool 2 when he started like, hey, you canceled the script on Green Lantern. Hey, you went and shot your old self in the head. Like you, you go through all that where where they're making the joke and you make that canon and say you broke part of time. And so he's now on the run trying not to get caught. And I really hope it's like this, uh, you know, the, like, and they're all going through the doors and all that, those chase scenes. I would love something like that with Deadpool, like running through the TVA. Like, I just feel like that would just scream comedy with, with Deadpool. I also wonder too, like, you know, the Deadpool movies have been pretty, they're rated R, they're pretty bloody. There's some sexual stuff in there. Yeah. and, you know, we see some pretty violent scenes, especially in the first one. I don't, not so much the second one as the first one, but um, the, you know, he's just running through the TVA with a machete, just cutting people's heads off or something stupid like that. Like, oh, if he's got his um, katana blades out and he just is like just swinging, mm-hmm. like, and just taking people out, that, that would be cool. Do you think that they're going to continue that with, with this yeah. one? I mean, they, they I, I could see it's going to be a hard R. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I could see after Logan. You know, Logan being rated R. Logan's on Disney Plus now. Like, the, you know, Logan was pretty violent, the movie Logan. And Wolverine is a violent character. And so, you know, you combine that with Deadpool. That's going to be. I think it's got the potential to be very violent. Yeah. I think that Wolverine and Deadpool will be your most violent characters um, in the MCU. Um, to date, we'll say it that way. I think that those will be your characters. I think there's going to be some. I, it's one of those things that James Gunn was was being interviewed, and he they said you uh you brought in the first f bomb into the MCU, and he was like, oh yeah, when we when we did that, it kind of is going to open up a can of worms that we might start seeing some of that here and there. And I was like, I hope it's not like we get like profanity filled, um. But, like, it's not going to be the end of the world if something like that were to happen. Because, I mean, Deadpool, Deadpool's definitely going to do that. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be a lot of cursing with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just, I really hope that for for Deadpool and for Wolverine, that when they come in extremely violent, that it kind of gets tamed a little bit for, like, Avengers movies. But if an Avengers movie turns rated R for whatever reason, that it's solely because of that one character and it doesn't bleed into like Guardians of the Galaxy characters or Iron Man and Captain America and like all, all these different Avengers characters. I hope it's kind of like if the if the character shows up in a team movie and the team movie it becomes the rated R, it's because of that one character, not that it bleeds into everybody else, if that makes sense. The other characters aren't changing just because they yes. now have the just because now. now it's there. I don't I don't want all these characters doing that. Like if like uh, Blade, totally okay if Blade becomes that kind of character, solely because you're killing vampires. Like you're gonna cut their heads off. You're gonna you're gonna be a little bit more violent. Ghost Rider, totally okay with something like that. I mean, you are literally going to be bringing in like um, demons and and you're gonna be fighting off like inner demons and, and physical demons. Um, and the pennant stare. Oh my gosh, I I can't wait to see that in the MCU. Um, but when you hit those characters, you have to figure out how are we going to create environments for these characters to be in 
and give them a rated R situation, but not have them fully change. Because I th- I think that Guardians of the Galaxy could easily become a rated R film. Um, the the third one. Well, I was gonna say, um, wasn't there an F bomb in there? There was. Yeah, okay. I actually just watched it last night. Um, for the second time, and there there's a spot where uh Chris Pratt's Star Lord looks at Nebula and says, "Get in the F and car." And like, yeah. It's the one time that it's there, but but because James Gunn put the first f bomb in the MCU, mm-hmm. once that happened, now we're gonna be able to see that in other. Uh, I hope it's not in the TV shows, um, but I, I think it'll be in a couple of movies from now on. But I I hope it's more your like rated R ones where because I mean kids still come to see these movies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Alicia, since you're such a big X Men fan. Mm-hmm. what would you having you know you and i did that run last year i think it was in the fall where we just walked you know walked through every single x-men film without um knowing what we know and what seeing seeing what we've seen what like what would you look forward the most to see happen in deadpool 3 including the x-men i don't know i mean i don't i would like like them. characters like teams or characters like obviously you'd want to see all of them but like if you had to pick a couple that would show up who would you you know who would you want to see reprised and um we know that we're getting wolverine you know now that yeah. jordan, not that jordan's you know cursed it into existence and now it's not going to happen but <laughs> um i don't know i i'm trying to think of some of my favorite from my favorites from the comics um wasn't always a fan of rogue i love storm um wolverine i feel like if you have phoenix you have to have cyclops fair yeah um just because of that whole love romantic relationship there um i don't know colossus is always is already in the deadpool stuff right yeah he was in the first two movies um i haven't seen the second one i started it i haven't finished it yet um who else i like gambit gambit was always one of my favorites so real quick Um, did you see that uh channing tatum's gambit is supposed to actually happen in that movie no i feel about that so channing tatum was was cast and he's actually if i'm not mistaken he's from uh new orleans Something like that. Like he's he's from Louisiana, I believe. And so he was he was cast, oh golly, I think before Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool and in, in the, the sixteen movie. Mm. I think this was like thirteen or fourteen is when when Gambit movie was supposed to happen and um and Channing Tatum was was tied to that and then uh it never came to fruition and then they turn around and said that his his gambit is supposed supposedly going to be in this movie. Well, I really like Taylor Kitsch and that character from like when it happened Origins. and whatever. Yeah, and Origins. Um, I I like Taylor Kitsch and a lot of things that he does. I have nothing, I guess, nothing personal against Channing Tatum, but um, and I'm looking yes, at that. Yes, you do. <laughs> I hate him. Just kidding. He's I really don't have a preference. Um, he is from Alabama. That's what it is. I knew he's from the South. So, I mean, I don't know, like, but I mean, the character itself, I actually didn't know that that was, um, that was a thing. I didn't know they were going to do a Gambit movie. Um, of course, I, I just, I feel like too, like, I'm not 
I don't get in like the dark parts of the web about these sort of things like you two do. Um, because oh, I kind of like, oh, did you hear what she just said? I don't get in the dark parts of the web. Like we're over here. I mean, like, like we're all the, the rumors. Are, oh my gosh. It's not what it, I meant. You know it. It Where was. Can I, I buy mean, uranium at this time of night? Let's go Craigslist. <laughs> I mean, just like looking at all the, reading all the theories yeah. and like, I only really know about those things that Micah tells me. Um, I don't really go searching That's around fair. for those. Um, and it's not, it's not that I care one way or the other. Um, I also just like being surprised. Like I, I've, I've, I've gone into movies before and had like such high expectations and been disappointed enough to go, I'm not going to do this. Um, I love talking about theories and stuff, but I mean, are there, I can't think of any characters that I might be disappointed if I don't see them. Um, I mean, I suppose Professor X would be a big one um, just because he's kind of the glue. Um, I just think that too, like, and I said this to Jordan the other day on the phone, I think, but like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart are almost yeah. 90 each. And yeah whatever you need to get and need to get out of those folks, you need to get out of it now. And um, I mean, it's going to be special. He did so Patrick Stewart did such a great job in multiverse of madness for as small of a role as he did. Um, I think, you know, for me not knowing much as much about the X-Men, you know, I think that the idea that we could see team ups, we could see, um, you know, with this whole multiverse concept, we could see different variants of different characters. Sure. You know, you could see different team ups. You could see, you know, the young version of professor X with the old version of Magneto or the old version of professor X and the young version of Magneto, like all, did I say young and young again? No, no, I didn't. Um, I'm second guessing <laughs> myself, but like thinking of the, the possibilities, like you could see Eric and, Professor X, the older Professor X, come together and and really, you know, work together well for for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, uh, even the characters that played the younger versions, uh, Phoenix and and um, Beast. We haven't even talked about Beast, have we? Like, you could have all these different characters. So, like, I guess my question is, you know, what you know, what is the goal? Since we don't really know the synopsis of the film other than Wolverine's going to be in it, who's going to be the bad guy, right? Who's going to be the villain in this movie? And why did why does Deadpool need Wolverine? And why does, if, if the others are going to show up at some point, why does Deadpool and Wolverine need the rest of the X-Men to fight off whoever they're going to fight off in this film? And where does, where does it take us moving forward, if that makes sense? And Jordan, do you have any like thoughts on that, theories? Love, or I would love for Mr. Sinister to be part of the problem dr doom like, no 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 no. you don't want to I bring was, in a, a, a dr doom from somewhere else i kidding. think that if you if you go in there's there's an easy way to to establish uh dr doom and fantastic four yeah um, and i i don't think that you need to worry about that at this moment um oh i did hear that uh chris evans is going to reprise his uh human torch role that in this like on that earth i think they're putting most of those characters like on that earth so that way they get like a little bit of redemption but i heard the fan the original fantastic four they might bring a few of them back um for this movie just because it's all the fox universe characters 
Um, but back to, I think Mr. Sinister um, would be a really cool villain to to bring in and be like kind of pulling strings and like kind of doing like a, a mass exodus from Earth 838 into 616. I think that would be a really cool way that like you bring some of those characters and that way you can have um, like Professor X and, and Magneto go through. But I think it'd be also really cool so that way you show like the actors like Michael Fassenbender and uh, James McAvoy are Ian McKellen and, and Patrick Stewart. You kind of just flow time through them. Kind of like how they did with Ant-Man in Endgame. <laughs> you send them through the portal, but like send time through them. So that way they become their younger versions. <laughs> I'm like, that would be, that'd be a cool way. And then that's the same character, but I don't know. Um, Like you said, it's, if you want, Magneto if you want um Professor X you you're gonna have to crank out a ton of movies with them before they die because they won't make it to phase 10 neither of those guys will make it to phase 10 they're they're in their late 80s early 90s yeah. um there's absolutely no way that's gonna happen um well I loved and I said this openly when we did some X-Men episodes you know for Nerd Talk I I really enjoyed both of the guys that played young yeah. Professor X and um Magneto or Eric. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Fussbender and um, what's the other guy's name? What is it? Yeah. I enjoyed both of their performances. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Tomness. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, even if it's just Professor X rolling up in the wheelchair, Patrick Stewart and just, you know, doing this or something like he did in Multiverse of Madness, um, or like having Ian McKellen kind of channel his inner being and you know talking to his younger self, like you just get them in their suits again and you know film that that's better than nothing, and it can send off you know or tell a story where you get the younger ones involved again, sort of like a days of future past thing. But I'll also be honest with you, it won't surprise me if they uh they get both of those guys and make a contract hey, for your estate, we'll pay you X amount of money every single time that we use your likeness, and then they deep fake it. And mm. they do what they did with, with Luke Harrison, Skywalker. Or Harrison Ford. And, and, and Harrison Ford. And I mean, well, part part of the problem that we're going to run into with Harrison Ford is if you watched the new Indiana Jones movie, he still used his normal voice. So you've got old Harrison Ford voice on a young Harrison Ford body. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was a... It was its own thing, um, but but there's ways that you can you can recreate, um, and and there's AI is is very different. And I think that will help our our movie going experience because then you could go in and be like, all right, we need Robert Downey Jr. to give us his likeness, and we're gonna recreate, and then you can have a million different Iron Man stories, and you can continue to bring his character back, and you go in and say, all right, Captain America, we need Chris Evans to come in and be Cap again, um, like you could go in and and say. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and then you're forever on these characters. You can, yeah, you can, but that's and and then we're going to get into the, the conversation about Bob Eichel and and uh, Disney yeah, here in a bit. Which, but like that's one of the biggest complaints that writers are having right now with this whole strike and producers and everything else is that like you know they want to do this likeness stuff and they want to pay them once, and it's like a one and yes. done kind of thing. And then you know they're not getting the money that they normally would get as a, as a recurring actor in a series. 
Well, let you know what's. Let's go ahead and, and move over into that conversation because let's I think do that it. That's, that's just you know that that is one of the biggest issues right now in Hollywood is they want to pay once. Now, here's the other issue that we run into: movie studios like Disney were doing great, and then Aladdin happened. And what ha- do you guys know the story with Aladdin? Yeah, they got three wishes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> thanks. So, with they used Aladdin, up all their wishes. Genie was voiced by the great okay. and late Robin Williams. Sure. Robin Williams walked in and said, "I will do this, but understand that you guys are going to end up going in and trying to get massive talent for all these movies afterwards. If you go and look at all the movies prior to, they didn't have massive talent like Robin Williams at that point. Mm. Like everything before 1994." 93 i forget i think it's 94 is when aladdin came out anyways so like 93 and forward there's not like this massive amount of talent they became massive because of their movie not they brought massive talent in now when you look at every movie afterwards they've had at least one big name in in every single one well then you have to start paying more and then you're paying and paying and paying and how how much did robert downey jr make from the avengers films He made a percentage. Yeah. He didn't he didn't he didn't take a, a pay. So he was making golly, like a hundred million to Chris Evans's like hundred thousand. Like it, it was it was completely different. Um because he signed a contract that gave him a percentage, not a, a, a dollar amount where everybody else signed for dollar amounts. But Robert Downey Jr. also helped kick off the MCU. So there was there was a difference there. Now, if you go in and look at this. They have to start cutting costs because what what's recently happened, and you've said this a lot, Micah. What what's happened to the movie industry? It's died. Why? Well, theaters and COVID. Yeah, yeah. If if, if you look at the there's just the a lack of experience, just a lack of interest. But why? If if you were to sit back and tell me what is what is the reason that you think that that happened? Streaming. They go to streaming so quickly, or they're just okay. streaming in general. The whole streaming conversation in general. Absolutely. And and I don't think that streaming is bad. Mm. Um, if you if you go and look at the the content that's there, that's fine, but you're charging an arm and a leg for streaming. And if let's say I'm let's say I'm on Disney Plus and I pay, oh gosh, um, I think their price is like ten bucks a month now, something like that. It's like seventy nine, ninety nine ninety five for a year. Yeah, it's something some ballpark there. I and they might have even raised it ten bucks. So so still let's 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 just even say a hundred dollars for the year. So you go and pay a hundred dollars for the year, and you know that your favorite Star Wars content is gonna be there, you know your favorite Marvel, Marvel. content's gonna be there, you know that Disney and Pixar are contents that will be there, and National Geographic's there. You've got five different companies that came together under the Disney banner, and you don't have to worry about all or not getting the content. It's about when you get the content. Mm-hmm. Why would you? Why would you go and pay? What, what's your guys' movie ticket price? Where you guys are at for for your cheaper tickets? Let's say cheaper. If we go to like the the Hamilton AMC, depending on whether we go like, I don't know, like at night, like mm-hmm. opening week, for example, like you know, say we went and saw Guardians three, yeah, I w- I would say anywhere from eight to ten dollars a ticket, but that's like not reserved seating. The the the, the yeah, theaters like walking in the door. Yeah, buying mm-hmm. your tickets. Yep. So sitting wherever you o- want. Here in Oklahoma City, I'm 
I go to the more Warren, um, and it's at least fifteen bucks a ticket. Well, we go to the IMAX theater a lot here in in Liberty Center, which is where we go see like all of our Marvel films or DC films like opening night because that's usually the only films we see these days unless there's something we really want to go see. And Alicia could speak into this more. I think the only other movie we saw was it Champions. Maybe in the last couple of years, it's not Marvel or DC, but yeah. we pay well Jurassic Park. We went to Jurassic Park Dominion, but yeah. like. I think Jordan after fees and everything, it's like thirty two or thirty three dollars. Yeah, for oh, yeah. the two of us before popcorn. And that's not yeah, that's not getting anything. food or popcorn or drinks or whatever. Yeah, that, that's yeah. just your tickets in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 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 take a step back and think about, and, and this is one of my favorite conversations that we typically have about the streaming services and whatnot. If you were to go in and pay a hundred dollars for the year, that comes out to, um, is that little over eight bucks a month something like that so some ballpark somewhere in there like eight seven eight bucks a month something like that and if you if you were to go in and truly look at at the way it worked you're like okay i've already paying for this why not wait and then you can save that money and turn around and buy a pizza or you could go and get like you can get the food and everything and you've only paid like 10 bucks a month less than 10 bucks a month and and you can watch that movie over and over and over again Mm-hmm. or like so uh guardians 3 isn't on on disney plus yet right no it's at, at this as of right now no recording. no um but i've already got it on my my itunes collection so they're they're getting me double because i'll i'll buy disney plus because i'm getting all the other streaming content but because i'm a completionist and i want to have all the the content i've already got 20 what 30 some movies of of the marvel like i'm i'm absolutely gonna go and buy guardians volume three and i've got it on the pre-order so i i got it literally opening or or first night that it was available so like they're they're gonna start losing money because of theaters and that's where that's ultimately where you're making bank because instead of paying for twenty dollars for a movie on iTunes or, or uh, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever your your pick, pick your fancy, um, whatever you're buying it through, instead of it being twenty dollars for the family, and you're getting multiple uses out of it, you can go to the theater and pay fifteen dollars for one seat, and then you're just taking out the the theater fees, and then uh, I think Disney, not mistaken, ticket sales when I worked at the drive-in. They said Disney takes 60% of ticket sales. 60%. Wow. Most movies take about 30 to 40. But Disney alone takes 60%. Because they built a house name brand. Everybody knows Disney. You you can... If you were to go in and look at some of your favorite movies that have ever come out, guaranteed at least one will be a Disney film. Whether yeah. you realize it or not. Sure. Because they've got subsidiary companies. Um, the funny, you know, the funny piece of it is, you know, we, you know, we joke all the time about the, the convenience piece of it, but like, I think I mentioned it several times on this, but like a great example of that, and we've covered this here on, on our show, but like when Black Widow came out, it was supposed to come out the year that COVID happened in 2020. And didn't. And then they released it on Disney Plus. And Disney Plus did this with a couple of titles like Mulan, 
Black Widow, and I think there might have been one other title. Oh, the premium? Yeah, where you could pay $25 or $29.99, and you yeah. could watch it, and you could just buy it, and then you just owned it before it was released to the general population on, on that platform. And, you know, I'll never forget it, but, like, Alicia and I, was, you know, we were working. We got home. I think we went to Little Caesars, grabbed a hot and ready pizza. You know, we sat in the living room. We bought the premium version of Black Widow and watched it. And we could pause it. We could get up and go to the bathroom. We could watch it as many times as we wanted. We could eat. There was convenience. And like we weren't paying out the butt for for ticket prices. The other piece of it is, regardless of how you feel about COVID, and we're not going to get into this whole political debate about COVID, but like COVID killed the theaters, in my opinion. Like it was, there were were some, I mean, there was, there was a start of that. Cause like the point I'm trying to make in that is like you and I've talked about this several times, Jordan, but like. Alicia and I will go to a theater and yes, it's earlier in the afternoon, but we've also went to later showings mm-hmm. debut days of films and there's nobody in the theaters. Like we saw like black widow, people. not black oh, yeah. widow. we saw black Adam Saturday, mm-hmm. the week that it opened. And we were like one of 12 people in the theater. Yeah. Um, we saw uh, the flash, you know, at like five o'clock in the you know afternoon. And it was, you know, there was maybe eight of us in the theater. Um, it, Do you think that part of that is because of the oversaturating of the market, like what what Bob Iger said? No, I mean, okay. I, I I think it I think it could be part of it. However, um, my response to that would be: then why would you give us so much to watch? You know, if you're blaming the over, if, if Bob Iger's sitting there on his little high horse and blaming everybody for oversaturating the market. I'm like, well, why did you guys let this happen then? Like, why, why would you put so much out there between Star Wars and between Marvel and, and other products that, you know, we have at the, you know, literally at our fingertips, right? Like you can, anybody yeah. can sign up for a subscription, whether it's Hulu or Peacock or uh Prime Video or Netflix or Disney Plus, like you, in a matter of seconds, you can sign up for a streaming service and watch unlimited content. Period. Yes, but you know the idea of theaters. I love we Alicia and I love to go to movie theaters. That's like mm-hmm. one of our it's one of our date you know things where we get to go and spend an afternoon or an evening together and, and see something on a big screen. And when I make the point that COVID killed the movie theaters, period. You mentioned it earlier, Jordan, but Avengers Endgame 2019. There wasn't a seat in a theater. Oh my gosh. A full or a dry we, eye. I remember mm-hmm. well, well, we I remember and Alicia, we we were we were at Miami working, right? And uh I remember we were all on our computers trying to get tickets at different theaters. Like we had to like mm-hmm. be in wait lines and queues on the internet and you know, yep. we were like, are we even going to get tickets for opening night? And I, you know, we ended up scoring tickets and we were like, we were just really grateful. But like that first week, it was just sold out everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can't do that now. And oh, Force Awakens was the same way. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We had a hard time finding tickets for that, too. And so, you know, COVID killed the movie theaters. And, and what I mean by that is it's just, you know. I, whether you're a germ of phobe or not, whether you, you know were like super afraid of COVID or had families that were susceptible, susceptible to that. Like there's a stigma now and Alicia and I have talked about that, but like there's a stigma now where you don't want to be close to people like for, because we, we spent two years of our lives 
Distancing. Distancing ourselves, working from home, uh, mm-hmm. going into to, to restaurants, having to wear masks, sit six feet apart from people, Our sit every other changed. table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's no wonder you go into a theater now. I mean, the cost of it is ridiculous. But the the idea that I'm going to sit next to a perfect stranger who doesn't don't know if they're sick or not, don't know their their background, and I, and I'm not making excuses for that, but like you that's don't kind know of going to talk through the movie or not. That's oh, that's who. Or that kick, was always a risk. Or kick your chair while you're watching Hamilton, Jordan. Um, the don't even get me started. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think that you know, in the last couple of years since COVID, more movies than not have been not very well attended. I think that when we saw Jurassic World zooming in, that had a decent crowd. And mm-hmm. then and then when Alicia and I decided to go see the movie Champions with Woody Harrelson and Yeah, there was it was decently packed in there. Yeah. It was a Saturday night and I was like, wow, this feels like we're watching what a ninety Yeah, like it feels like a ninety sitcom where people would go to a movie theater like Seinfeld or something and the movie theater would be packed with people. Like that's what it felt like. It was very random that we saw that many people there on a Saturday night. But like you know, there's a convenience, and I'm going to say that word again, convenience to to sitting at home and throwing on a movie. Or, you know, especially if you're like a completionist, like you said earlier, Jordan. Right? Like, if you wanted to watch, let's just say you're like, man, I really want to watch Endgame. But I want to watch The Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity oh, War, yeah. and Endgame. I have that all at my fingertips. Mm-hmm. Alicia and I did that. Uh, last weekend where we were like we're gonna watch Infinity War and Endgame and we just watched them back to back. Boom boom. Yeah. Um she I did that a few weeks ago too. We we recently done with Back to the Future. We watch all three in a day. Um I recently watched the American Pie movies from the early two thousands because they were on a <laughs> they were on a streaming service, right? And I had never seen the fourth one where they come back and do the reunion, the high school reunion. So like I was able to watch all four of them in the course of like two or three days because they're on one streaming platform. You can't just yeah. go to the movie theater. I mean, if you really wanted to, like our good friend Will, opening night goes and sees it twice, and then maybe once the next day or something like that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, he I, he saw uh, the new Mission Impossible twice. I just I don't have the time like, to do it, that. Yeah. Or the money, and honestly, like I know you kind of briefly touched on that, but too, but like the cost of it yeah. is is so ridiculous. Like I honestly like I love popcorn. Popcorn is probably one of my favorite food groups. I feel like sometimes it's it doesn't feel like i'm truly going to a movie unless i have popcorn buttered popcorn and i've I, not done i have it. to ask you too i'm like do you want popcorn i know it's like and i'm so tempted but i'm like gosh it's just so freaking expensive like and you I, talk- I, remember, I remember the days of like when we were younger i i didn't i didn't understand that taking food into the movie theaters was frowned upon and so like my mom used to like pop a bag of popcorn at home we would put them in ziploc bags and take them into take a big purse and taking them into movie theater and i feel like i might want to go back to that just because it's so expensive it's ridiculous well and like depending on the size depending upon the size of your family right or yeah. Jordan, like for example like if you take your youth group because you do that with your your ministry at your Quite church, frequently, yeah yeah like i mentioned chad and I, I promise you we should get chad on the show this year at some point, he's just a very, very busy person. Chad has a wife and six children. Let that sink in yeah. for a second. Eight people go into a theater. If the Small tickets fortune. were on the cheaper end, mm-hmm. at $10 a piece, that's $80 for tickets. Yeah. 
if you do food, yeah. you're looking at well over a hundred dollars just in a trip to the theater. Even if you're a small family of like four, tell him he just needs to go to the drive-in and sneak them in in the back of the van. I love, yeah. Well, he could probably do that. He probably would <laughs> if I, you know. But anyway, probably like has. I, I just we used to do that all the time as kids. Step people in the trunk. It's fine. Oh, right. Yeah. Before you start, before we start recording, Jordan, you said you wanted to have this conversation. Do you think that Bob Iger is a little bit out of touch with the idea of? He made some comments over the last couple of weeks about just. Uh, how they're going to cut back on Marvel and cut back on Star Wars, specifically the streaming stuff. And it's like they're the small screen stuff, as we're calling it, because, you know, you have small series like WandaVision, Loki, yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Moon Knight, etc. Um, and then Star Wars with Obi-Wan and or uh, what else? We got Ahsoka coming out like the Boba Fett Mandalorian. He's talking about cutting back on those because he he believes that we're oversaturated. Do you think that he's out of touch with what the rest of the world wants? That's it's easy really to say question. that. It's easy to say that when you're drowning in money. <laughs> yes. So so let let me let me ask this: for someone who, like you and me, love the content we we love superheroes we love like we're not your casual movie goer we're not your casual person who's just going in like my mom and dad got all the way through infinity war and they've not watched anything uh, else i think i think they watched ant-man and the wasp maybe and then they've just the my my parents are like we can't commit three hours to going and watching Endgame. Mm-hmm. I said, just watch half of it and then pick it up the next day and just finish the like it's two hour and a half sessions like no big deal and I think what for your casual moviegoer, Marvel is not your your thing anymore. It just, it's just not. Um, you've got how many projects are we at now? Just just movie wise, twenty like ish. We're closer I, I think, to forty. Well, if if you just do MCU, if you did only MCU, I think we're at twenty eight. Okay. Because I think that if you counted all the X Men projects, then you then you definitely hit around 40 um and all the fox projects but i think as of right now you're you're sitting at like 28 roughly um also i'll I'll probably have to fix that number later when i go and count it but i think when when you go in and you say okay like i talked to my mom about this and i said you you guys have to go and watch or no it was my dad i was talking with and i said yeah you gotta go watch wandavision he's like i'm not watching the shows and i'm like why would you not watch the shows shows like you can watch on your own time they're shorter and he's like, yeah, but there's too many. And I'm like, not if you keep up with them as they come out. If you can do that, then you're not having to backtrack and it doesn't feel so big. Like looking back, this thing is a monster. The MCU is huge. Right. But if you go on and say, all right, I'm 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 willing to watch, like I'm watching Secret Invasion right now and I'm watching it every week. When it when it's fully out, I'll rewatch the entire series just to see what I missed. Um, but I'm like watching each week and then like when when they announced because they, they said that Rhodey um, is is probably going to be a scroll, which I think he is, and that he was replaced earlier on and that we're going to find out in the next two episodes because we got two left at the time of this reporting. I'm like, OK, cool. Like we'll record or we'll we'll find out and then I'll go back and I'll see if I can even spot the difference in his character. 
because they said that there's a certain point where he changes and shifts gears. There's, like, there's 31 Jordan MCU movies. 31. With, with, if you include the Holland Spider-Man trilogy. Wow. Really? I just counted them on Disney Plus. Like, did you, is, I didn't, and Hulk I didn't, in there too? yes, but I didn't include X-Men at all. It was just Marvel plus just, Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man trilogy. That. Wow. Now, is that including the, their presentations? No, that's literally like, just like Iron Man, Iron Man 2, movies. Incredible Hulk, all wow. four Avengers. Okay, all so, so 31, that is a massive undertaking for anybody. Because if, if, if you were new to this, I think, I think Bob Iger has, has come to this point that he realizes that you can't just hop into this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, you, you just can't be like, all right, uh, where do I start? How about the new movie that's coming out? Oh, I haven't even seen any of them. Like, I'll go see Guardians 3. You have no attachment to these characters yet. Right. So, like, this is the one that's going to break your heart and break your soul. <laughs> like, Or maybe not, because you're not really invested in the characters. Yeah, and then how many times are you going to want to go back and rewatch this? Like, I would have gladly gone back and rewatched Guardians 3 if it weren't for the fact that I've already got it on iTunes now. Like, There's... for me, I immediately threw it on my, my Plex server. There are 10 uh, small screen series right now. Yeah. So you have 31 movies, 10 small screen series, and two presentations, correct? Uh, Werewolf by Night and... Werewolf by Night and then Guardians Holiday Special? Yes. So two holiday specials, 10 small screens, and 31 projects as of this moment. 43 at this moment in time. But then you get into the whole conversation of X-Men, the Deadpool movies, Venom movies... The other Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And and if you just did the 43 projects alone, why why would I want to start that? Like for me, going in and saying, uh, I'm I'm new to this. I think Bob Iger truly sees it from a point of view that they've oversaturated to the point that people can't just start it and run with it. They people are asking. Okay, what movie should I watch next? And and you'll get if I go and I pose the question, which I think you guys did an episode on this. If it hasn't already aired, it will soon. Um, where you guys said, where do you start watching in the MCU? Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you start with some Fox stuff? Do you go ahead and watch them out of order? Where you where you watch like Captain Marvel and Captain America movies before Iron Man, or do you watch it as they were released? And then it's like, okay, well, Black Widow, even though it's a phase four movie, really should have happened between Civil War and Infinity War. Like, where do you place those? Because you can't you can't watch the end credit scene from Black Widow before you watch Endgame, because then you're going to be completely out. Mm-hmm. It's just that some of these things don't line up exactly. And I think that Marvel really screwed that up. Can I but can I, I play devil's advocate though? Yeah, go a ahead. second. Um you said that like people don't know where to start. So, like, if we did the quick math, right, 31 projects, 10 shows, yeah. that's 41, two holiday specials, that's 43. Total. 43. Yep. You and I, Alicia, have all watched The Big Bang Theory. Yes? Yes. 12 watching seasons. watching it again. Well, so are we. 12 seasons, 280 episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, Seinfeld. Nine seasons. Yeah, nine seasons. 174 seasons. episodes. Uh, Boy Meets World, seven seasons, 146 episodes. Friends, uh, 10 seasons. Friends, 10 seasons, 200 I episodes. I met your mother, nine seasons. My mm-hmm. point is, those are time commitments. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, like, 
I can understand like being overwhelmed with like, okay, where do I start with the Marvel thing? But like, you don't have to watch it all at once. And I think that's the, the, the issue here. And the, the podcast that we, you were just referencing that Alicia and I did, like, I thought that, you know, in my opinion, nobody cares. I mean, unless you're listening to the show and we appreciate your listening to us and subscribing and following and don't forget to do all these things as, as we're talking about these things, you know, hot take for a second, but like the, I thought Marvel did. And I still think that Marvel does a great job with the idea that, you know, if I want to watch all four Avengers movies, I can watch those by themselves. If I want to watch all three Ant-Man movies, I can watch those by themselves. And those all tell a story. They all, I think they did an outstanding job where those, you can look at it through a couple of different lenses, right, Jordan? You can look at it through the lens yes. of like, okay, I'm going to watch all three Iron Man movies. I'm going to watch all three Ant-Man movies. I'm going to watch the four Avengers movies, or I'm going to watch the three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies and call it a day because those also tell a story that you're not getting in the bigger scheme of things, right? And But then if you go through and watch them in timeline order, or if you watch them in the order of which they were released, you know, you can see the bigger story but then kind of want to make you go watch their individual stories or their you know their solo outings or their origin stories if you will and then to take it a step further you've got movies and projects and characters that have only had one outing up until this point like shang chi or the eternals or uh, moon knight or you know what i mean like there there's miss marvel miss marvel yeah. she hulk uh like there are ways to to view the MCU other than like, Oh my gosh, there's like 50 titles and I just don't know where to go. Like you could look at it. We talked about the X-Men when we started this episode, you could literally just watch the X-Men movies and have mm-hmm. no association whatsoever with the MCU, even though it's a Marvel project or a Marvel comic because mm-hmm. 20th century Fox owned it first. You can literally just watch X-Men one, two, three. You can watch the last stand. You can watch first class. You can watch, dark phoenix you can watch you know what i mean like you can watch that and not have anything to do with hey iron man's over here or hey incredible hulk's over here same thing with deadpool same thing with the mcguire spider-man movies same thing with the garfield movies things you know like we could go on and on and on um but i can see how it can be overwhelming to people i can see but how at the same can... time wouldn't you want to build something that is gonna last like you know what just because there's so much do you just stop that's not the answer either absolutely and i i think that for for bob Iger, i think that he's not thinking fourth dimensionally yeah you know, <laughs> use your whole brain bob um no i i think that for him he's looking at it how can we make money how can we and and the fact that you keep bringing in such big names like you brought in Tom Holland, nobody knew that kid. Right. And I'm like, I'm not saying that I would make the perfect Captain America, but if you were to bring me in, like I'm tall, I'm blonde, I shave, I would look, I would look a little bit better. I would just have to CGI some abs because there's no way this body's <laughs> getting in shape other than a circle. Um, but I just want to, if you go in and I think you could save that money. And I think that he's trying to figure out how do we save money? Cause you have to put a lot of money into these projects and you're not getting a whole lot out because you screwed over your, your CGI because I mean, especially like look at flash, not that that's a Marvel project by any means, but it's just their, their CGI was not great. 
Um, you look at uh, She-Hulk. A lot of people had issues with her CGI. I was like, it, it looks a little bit more animated than what the Hulks does, but it doesn't look that bad. Like, I, I didn't have a problem with it. But you go in and you have to figure out each of these characters and, and how do we how do we animate them properly? How do we make sure that certain projects look better visually than others? Um, I mean, even some people had issues with Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, which I think they're crazy because that was such a really good film. Not like the best film, but it was really, really good. Um, well, here's my and, beef. And I think, here's my beef. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I haven't really got angry or upset or like, you know, controversial in this episode, but like, and I'm not going to, but like people that have money, what do they want? More, more money. And, th- and it's never enough. And Bob Iger's like, well, we need to make more money as a company. Right now, I mean, I know that Disney is losing money right now as a result of this writer strike and as a result of um, some of the woke culture that they're they're trying to advertise. And I watched a video about a conservative uh, gentleman earlier today, and he was like, you know, conservative uh, protests stand, right? And what he meant by that is like, look at Target, look at Bud Light, look at all these other, oh, and, not, yeah. and not to get on this whole conservative tangent, but like, I just Googled Disney worth and even with their stock dipping dramatically as of right now Disney Walt Disney Company is worth 1. Point, or 161.94 billion dollars as of right now and you're talking yeah. about like oh we got to make more money and we got to do this and I'm like and then Bob Iger over there up on his pedestal he's worth 350 million dollars Alicia and I saw a video today where Bob Iger makes 77,000 dollars a day that's more than my wife makes in a year on her salary. A day, the man makes $77,000 a day. So don't preach to me about we need to make more money and you know that there's too much stuff out there and we need to pull back on things like Star Wars and Marvel. And we didn't even talk about Star Wars. Like he, I feel like he's out of touch with reality. And I feel like a lot of people are out of touch with reality. Like the, you know, I think it's the idea that we, want to get things in people's hands as quickly as possible you know 20 years ago the internet wasn't like it is now where we can just flip up in our phones and look up something on the internet and just have it at the palm of our hands or we can click on itunes and buy guardians of the galaxy volume 3 and just have it and watch it as soon as it's released um you had to wait six months at minimum right get a dvd mm mm-hmm and so, you know, I said this in another episode. Now DVDs are 20 years old, by the way. Right. So that you guys are aware. Yep. It's mind-blowing, mind as I tell Alicia I feel from like time to time. 20, I feel like 20 years ago, we should have still been on VHS. Now we're at, like, the, the cusp of, like, the DVD. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Is your goal to, like, make us feel old? Because I'm not a fan. I said, is your whole goal right now just to make us feel really old? Because I'm not a, a fan. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's I think it's oh, really hard. <laughs> I, and I'll stop with this. Like I, I just I'm really upset with Bob thinking that he's just, you know, the know it all because he's the CEO of Disney right now. But like I think in church culture and, and life and in any other kind of culture, it's really hard to go backwards once you've went forwards. Right. And so you like can't unopen Pandora's box. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like we've we've gone, you know. I don't know how long, you know, with streaming and it's been very, very successful. Um, you know, it has, you, but it hasn't. Well, from, from a, from a business perspective, they're losing money. Well, look at music. Look at, look at the music industry. People, artists are so mad about things like Spotify and Apple music, because as an artist, you only get pennies. 
you know, for streaming versus actually buying physical copies of records or CDs or tapes or whatever it was during whatever decade. Um, but it, it's, it's also, like I said, just two minutes ago, it's a lot easier to get music in people's hands. It's a lot easier to get, you know, streaming in people's hands. Um, yep. you know, even if like, let's just say it's 20 years ago, you know, not to make us feel old, Alicia, but like, if I didn't want to go buy a record, for example, I could pull YouTube up 20 years ago <clears throat> without ads and pull up a song that I wanted Those to listen to movies. and listen to it without oh, having yeah. to buy somebody's record. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't claim to know the solution either, but like, I just think that they're, it's going to be a lot harder to go backwards than it is to. I think slowing down will be okay. That's, and I'm cool with that too. I, I just like, think that. Because I know at one point there was conversation of four Marvel movies in one year. Yeah. Not including their, their TV shows. And I was like, that's a lot. And I'm like, I'm okay with three Marvel movies a year. Totally fine with that. Um, I was grateful when we got two, and I was I was happy with three especially, but I feel like four would be too many, especially because we're getting two to three TV shows a year. I'm like, I don't want things to overlap. I want things to kind of have their their day Space. in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, Jordan, you also talk about this. Like, I, I'm very much, I get overwhelmed, too. Like, you tell me, like, all the time, Mikey, you need to watch this. And, Mikey, you need to watch that. And there's things that I haven't, just haven't had the chance to watch. Um, and I did well, it with speaking the, of, I've got your list of things that I want you to watch now. Great. Um, the star Wars like animated stuff. And I just fell in love with it and I love it so much because there's stories that we didn't get in the live action movies, but yeah. they're, you know, you talk about being okay with three movies and three series a year. I'm cool with that. But then if you take it a step further about being overwhelmed, that's just marble, right? You don't have Star Wars in that conversation. You don't have whatever DC is doing in that conversation. You don't have whatever um, non-superhero genre that's out there pumping out movies in that conversation. Um, it's 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 just a hard balance. Um, and I, I again, I don't kind of know the answer. I just think that they're. I just think that like. Bob Iger coming out making some bold statements like he did, you know, is going to upset a lot of people. And they're in the middle of this writer strike, which you really talk about that. But like, it's, you know, people are getting paid pennies to do things. And then, you know, he's up there making millions and millions of dollars. So I don't know. But I will also say this. I think for him, though, we may disagree with his comments. I think he's worth a lot of money in the way that he led Disney for many years. I mean, the purchase of Star Wars, the purchase of Marvel, the purchase of Pixar, um, the way that he helped bring forward some of the better stories um, that we've seen in the past 20, 30 years. A lot of them are because of him. Um, he had his hand in, in a lot of really good stuff, and he helped guide the the company to success, especially after some failures. If you if you get a chance um, to all of our listeners, I, I highly encourage you to watch the Imagineering story. Um, it's on Disney Plus. It's a it was one of their first documentaries they did. I watch this probably three to five times a year at least. Um, it is just a comfort show for me. But it's a documentary about how um, 
Disney just kind of handled things and over the years from like when Walt was leading the ship until he died and then Roy, his brother, was leading the ship and then um, eventually all the way to Bob Iger. Um, so but definitely definitely go check that out. But we are running out of time. Um, we'll have to continue this conversation another day. But guys, thank you so much for, for joining me on this episode. Um, and definitely go check us out on Facebook. Um, we've got some great videos on our TikTok channel from in the past that we've done. And so I um, want you to go check out some of our, our different content we've pushed out. So uh, with that, we will catch you next time here on Nerd